Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. The Word of God says in here this, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the word spirit is the word ruach in Hebrew. And the word ruach is a word for, for wind or breath. And when you see, the, we see God moving over the face of the waters here, you are seeing the wind or the breath of God, the very essence of God, hovering over the face of the waters. Recognize that the spirit is not male or female. It does not, does not take on a, this kind of idea. The Bible tells us, Jesus tells us that that's the way it works. The, and the Spirit of God, however, in this particular case, the word hovering gives you the idea of a hen hovering over her chicks. It's a, it's a feminine understanding that, that, this, it, that, have you ever seen a mama caring for a baby? You know what I'm talking about. They're not going to let that baby very far from their sight. You know what I mean? That that is good for about five minutes while mama takes a break and then baby gets back to mama. That she's a hen. Covering over her chicks. The, the image here is the Holy Spirit has, has been part and active in this creative moment. And he is hovering over the waters like a hen would hover over her chicks. And, and the idea in this, in this word hovering is also there is, there is a song that is coming out here. Like a vibration or a, 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 a emanation coming out from this wind. You know, very much like we see thunder coming from the sky when you don't really know what where the, where the sound comes from until you see the light. There's a sermon in that. You don't really see, understand it, but there is a, there's like a, like if you've got one of those tuning forks and you hit that thing and you put it over the waters, the vibration of the sound is hovering over that water and the water is reacting to that sound. This is the spirit moving over. He is, he is not just in one spot, but all over the world, there is like a note that if you would hit a key over there and, and it's like a boom and he is hovering over that water and he is hovering over that situation. And, and I, mean, I mean, could you imagine what that would sound like to hear that sound of creative power and all of God in that one single moment hit that song of note, that, that beautiful note, whatever that heavenly note was, and it just hovers, it hums, it, it vibrates over all the earth. Hear me today, one day he, there's going to be a boom and there the Bible says it's called a trumpet. It's called the last trumpet and when that sound vibrates, all of the earth shall look up. In one moment, and it will, it's hovering, it will, the Spirit of God once again will be hovering over this waters, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air, and so we shall ever be with the Lord. There is the sound of the Spirit moving and, and moving across this world and moving across the face of this earth. The Bible tells us of his activity. Genesis 2, 7, the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Guess what? 
guess what Jesus breathed into that man? His spirit. When we sang that song just a moment ago, it's your breath in our lungs. Why? Because it really is. It was the exhale of Jesus and the inhale of you. Jesus said in John chapter 3, the spirit blows where he wishes. He's still moving. He's still, every time you walk outside and you see, especially with this tropical storm, that wind kicked up. And when the wind kicked up, I like watching those treetops just going back and forth. And I like to watch it. it. Why? Because it reminds me that the Spirit of God blows where He wants to go. He, he moves over how He wants to move. One of the most peaceful thou- sounds to me is to hear uh, being up north and we have all these big maple trees with these big enormous leaves and I love to listen outside and, and, and to relax and to, and to listen to the wind blow through those trees. How the, how it just, it's relaxing to me. We were, when I was a kid, we didn't have air conditioning. I was up north, so we didn't need it, need it. It was still hot, though. But we didn't have air conditioning. And at night, I would listen to the trees. And the wind blow through the trees as I would go to sleep. And I can tell you, it's, it's something that's comforting to me. To hear the wind blow. Listen, your babies, when you raise them in church, they're going to hear the wind blow. When the wind blows through the church, somebody else coming into church saying, what in the world is that Pentecostal church doing? All, and your kids are just like, we're just having church. Why? Because they're used to the sound of the wind blowing across the place. And sometimes somebody might start running. And sometimes somebody might start shouting. Why? Because the Spirit of God just activated inside of their being. And they recognize that it's His breath in my body. And I'm going to give it back to Him. Amen. He breathes over us. He's breathing right now. You want to know where the Holy Spirit is? Just take a deep exhale. That's his breath that he gave to you. You don't live without his breath in your lungs. I hope I can prove this to you by the end of the day. There is no wind without the Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. The Bible says, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. What does that mean? That means my spirit isn't always going to maintain the man. My spirit isn't always going to keep him alive. I'm going to number his days. What, what, what do we mean? I'm telling you the breath that's in your body right now, there's enough power of God in this room right now to keep you alive forever. Science cannot discern and understand why you die. Why does this body start getting old? Why does this body start breaking down? Because the one that declared life has given a day. But if he so would declare it, you would go on forever. The breath that you have in your life, the life that you have. The Bible says he's not going to strive with man. Why? Because man has has turned to the flesh and turned against God. So he's not going to keep us around. He's not going to allow you to live unholy for all time. So he, he does it as an act of mercy and as an act of grace and gives you a chance to turn to him and gives you a chance to be reborn. Listen to Job chapter 27, verse 3. As long as breath is in me, the breath of God 
in my nostrils. I'm not going to develop this too many too far, but this is an example of Hebrew parallelism. And that means it's a poetic device that is used that both the first clause and the second clause are connected together. So that means that the breath that's in the first clause is connected to the breath that's in the second clause. That means that the, br- the air that you breathe has come from God above. It's not yours. You didn't get it when you inhaled the first time as a baby being born into this world. It's you didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. But he poured his breath into your body. And when you cried out your first time, you cried out because God gave you air in your lungs to cry out. You move and have your being because of his breath that's in your nostrils. Bible tells us going further in Job chapter 34 verse 14 if he should shed, if he should set his heart on it if he should gather to himself his spirit and his breath all flesh would perish together and man will return to dust again Hebrew parallelism here they're both clause in verse 14 are connected it means that no matter what happens we are all connected by God nobody can stand before God and say look at me I can do it myself no you cannot you live because Jesus allows you to live you move because Jesus allows you to move you are healed because Jesus' breath is activated over your life I'm telling you today that the spirit of God is connecting this world together And without that breath, we would not be alive. Psalm 18, verse 15. The channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. Breath again, ruach of God. The very breath of God reveals the hidden things in our lives. It reveals the hidden things where we need help. And helps us recognize that even though the world may pour over some things and try to cover some things up. God's breath blasts through our situation and he exposes the situation so that healing can take place, so that deliverance can take place. All will hear the breath of God breathing over your life. David understood the significance of this. And he said in Psalm 51.11, Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. What is he meaning? Not only, he's meaning that anointing that's on his life. True, that's what he's meaning. But at the same time, it connects to David. David is saying, don't throw me in hell, God, because I've sinned. That's what Psalm 51 is all about. Don't cast, it's David's repentance psalm. He's saying, don't cast me away from your presence, God, where there is no breath, where there is no wind, where there's no place to breathe, where there's no hope. Do not allow your spirit, your Holy Spirit, to be taken away from me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. I need you, Jesus. David understood this significant thing. Psalm 104, verse 29 You hide your face, they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the earth. I want to tell you something very important. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is the life and liberty and redemption and hope. There, You may feel hopeless, but then you get the wind of God breathing over your life. You, you see, in another part of that, Genesis 1-2, talks about the chaos of the situation. How, how the world was, darkness was hovering over the face of the deep. I'm telling you, I'm real good about bringing chaos to my own life. And I'm sure you're just as good as I am. 
him of doing it for your own life. But then after we've messed it up and after we've gone through all this trouble and we've had all these things that we've done in ourselves and in our lives, and then all of a sudden the wind of God, not because we deserved it and not because we earned it, but the mercy of God showed up and he sounded that tone, boom, and all of a sudden you feel his presence over your life and what should have destroyed you and what should have pulled you away from him and what should have overwhelmed you all of a sudden creative power begins to flow back into you and today you are begotten of God you are his son his child renewed like the face of the earth when the wind blows over this place the Bible tells us Ecclesiastes 12, 7, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. How are you living? Because the Spirit has given you breath. I think the Bible's pretty clear on this. You live because He's breathing in you. Isaiah 32, 15, until the Spirit is poured out upon us from on high, the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. Isaiah 63, 10, but they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit, so He turned Himself against them as an enemy, and He fought against them. Then He remembered the days of old, Moses and his people saying, where is He who brought us, who brought them out of the sea with the shepherd of His flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit within them? I'm telling you this morning that everything that you have is because the Holy Spirit has allowed it to come into your life. When we rebel against God, we grieve the Holy Spirit and we become an enemy of God. You live today blessed with favor of God because he has allowed you to live and move and grow in his favor. You see, there are people that they live to their own selves and their own way. And unfortunately, their own selves and their own way, they will, find, they will find separated from God. But if you surrender to the Holy One that has given you breath and given you life and given you hope, I'm telling you, God is able to pour out his spirit on you. That means that everywhere the Spirit is, that, that's, as I said earlier, there is that movement of God. There is that energy of God. There is that holiness of God coming over the scene. And the creative power of God will flow in your life. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And on my men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. What does the word say here? Everybody has access to the spirit of God now. That everybody has access to his holy presence. He's going to pour out his spirit. I, don't want, you, I want you to think of it like I've been building this case for you to think of it. That whenever the Spirit of God is over a thing, life has to come. Life has to come. When the Spirit is poured out over your life, things that were dead will come alive. Let me ask you this. You know, you know we, we, are, we are so fearful of conviction. The conviction of God. We talk, we, people don't want to hear about the conviction of God. They don't want to hear that God, the Holy Spirit, will convict people of what's going on. 
They don't want to hear that because they don't understand how important and how wonderful and how glorious conviction is. You see, conviction is only this. Listen to me carefully. Conviction is the first time, I'm assuming for a person that's never been saved, a first time that soul has felt the true love of God. That's what conviction is. And what happens is that the reason why you feel guilt and shame is because you've never known love like this before. And you aren't even worthy to be in this love's presence. And and you're ashamed of who you are. But he isn't bringing his conviction to run you away from him. He's bringing his conviction so that you run to him. That you know that there is deficiency in you. And it's not to throw you out. It's to bring you in. It's to show you that I, the Lord your God, am your creator, Jesus. That Jesus loves you. And that he cares deeply for you. The conviction is not pouring out guilt and shame. The conviction is your your guilt and shame is your response to love. Not God. God only loves. Your reaction to that love is what the problem is. God tells the world that he loves them. But the world that doesn't know him rejects him. They don't want to hear this kind of love. So we tell, so we as Christians will tell them, Paul will give them a list of sins. Hey, if you do these things, you're not practicing the love of God. You're not walking in the kingdom of God. And people reject that. Why? Why are you pouring out such hate towards me? No, I'm just showing you the love of God. That the one that has sustained you, the one that gives you breath in your body, the one that cares deeply about you and where you are and what you do has revealed his power and might to you. And all you need to do is reach out to him. And he will restore you and heal you and deliver you. Jesus says in John chapter 14, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper or comforter, that he, will, he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and we will be in you, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you, Jesus said. The Holy Spirit is poured out on you. You see, your earthly parents may pass away. They may go to be with the Lord. But listen to me this evening, this morning. That doesn't mean that you're an orphan now. There is still the presence of God who tells you every day, Today I have begotten you. Today, I am your father. Today, I brought you up. Today, I lifted you up. Today, I put breath in your body. Today, I'm the one that came over you. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad therein. The word of God is for us in this moment. Romans 1, 4 says, And declared to be the Son of God according to the the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. One more verse, then I'm going to get to preaching. 
Romans chapter 8. I'm closing it up. But you are not, verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Let me just put it as blunt as I can. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit in this room right now. The same spirit that raised Christ. I mean, come on. The power of God that Jesus took the sin of the world, every sin that's ever been committed, has ever gone, gone down, every evil thought and tent of every human wicked heart that has ever lived was born on that cross 2,000 years ago. It deserved to be dead, stay dead, forever dead. He deserved no, no mercy by taking that on. But the same spirit that looked down into that tomb and did not leave the Son of God by High, poured into that fleshly body and lit, rose him from the dead and no stone that was in front of him was going to keep him or prevent him from coming out of that tomb and that same spirit of God that resurrected that holy body of Christ is available in your body right now now hear me today what weapons are formed against you shall prosper what in the world are you allowing to come over you and thinking that the enemy is greater than your God I'm telling you the the power of God is available to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That spirit of resurrecting power is here right now. No sickness, no disease, no transgression, nothing can keep you away from his love. Oh, give God praise. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 as we finish this thing, through the spirit. We are sons and daughters of God. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. By whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. You are a child of God. You are valued. You are loved. You are cared for by your heavenly Father. Whosoever calls on Jesus, the spirit that is here, reaches down, resurrects this soul that's in your being. And all of a sudden, a song fills your lips. And it's a song that you never sang before. It's a song that the world, that no matter how eloquently they, they put their voice, their vocal cords may sound. You can take the glorious voice, the most glorious voice in this world today.
And it does not compare to this song. It doesn't compare because it's not the eloquence and it's not the, the tune and it's not the, the, the actual notes. It's called the song of the redeemed. It's a song that only the redeemed can sing because it's the only one, the, the redeemed are the only ones that heard the notes. And it comes out in different ways. And it comes out in different songs. Some people start singing about the blood. And that song of the redeemed starts bubbling up inside of them. And they realize had it not been for the blood, there'd be no hope. And they start shouting. And they start glorifying. Oh, and and then they come to funerals. And they start singing songs. I can tell you when I'm at a funeral of a Christian and when I'm not. Because when I'm at a funeral of a believer, we are weeping and we are sad, but we are singing the songs of Zion. We are singing the songs of redemption. The songs that come out of our mouth are not the songs of goodbye. And they're not the songs of never seeing you again. They're the songs of I'll see you in just a little while when I get over there myself. I'll see you in just a few minutes when I cross over Jordan myself. Because the same God that put breath in my body, that put breath in your body, is going to resurrect this body and we shall see. See the king. Bless the Lord. The Spirit of God today hits the note. It comes out in this song or that song. It doesn't matter the song. What matters is the anointing. Is he playing over the song? And when you feel that and you know it, oh, Jesus is singing with that one. Oh, you know it. I told you, I told you last week about, about how I was sick on my mission trip. And I told you how the Lord told me if I, if I would sing or if I would rejoice or worship, he would heal me. I don't really know fully what was wrong with me. I could have been stricken with something really bad. I don't know. But when I began to worship the Lord, inside of them. Their bodies, their souls are still dead to the living God. But listen, if you would just re- understand that you are made whole by God, that it doesn't matter what shall we say then. If God is for us, who can be against us? And we start singing and we start shouting unto the Lord and we start singing this song that, that Romans talks about. 
that we learn to sing. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We start shouting in the midst of cancer. We start shouting in the midst of disease. We start shouting at funerals and we start shouting at dark times and we shout in the valley and we shout everywhere. Why? Because nothing is separate me from the soul of the Holy Ghost that he put inside of me the day he begotten me and adopted me into his fold. I don't care what the world report is. If God is for you, who can be against you? I don't care what the doctor said. If God is for you, who can be against you? I don't care what the test said when it came back the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is here today if God is for you what is going to separate you from his love praise God in his place this morning thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.